for one week and one week only. Steady Trade Podcast main host Tim Bowen and podcast producer Glenn Ostland have entrusted Stephen Johnson, a.k.a. Jeevan Stonson, to create a concept episode all by his lonesome to explain the often tricky subject of PDT. No, PDT is not a new psychedelic party drug. It is also not a passionately transmitted disease. PDT actually stands for Pattern Day Trader. And it is a rule that limits the amount of transactions day traders can trade in a week. Stephen has accepted this challenge and has settled upon two wildly contrasting concepts of partying and trading, the only two things he actually knows. So with no further ado, we give you episode 25 of the Steady Trade Podcast, PDT Party Hour, a.k.a. Stephen Johnson's Survival Guide to Overcoming the Pattern Day Trader Rule. To all me YouTube massive, the fans, and all the haters, can move LAX, I had a dream and a beer. Welcome to the land of fame and excess. Am I gonna fit in? Who gives a shit? I jumped in the cab, I'm here for the first time. I look at me right, I see the Hollywood sign. This is all so crazy. Everybody's kind of famous. And me tummy's kind of turning, I'm feeling kind of hungover. There's too much pressure and I'm already drunk. That's when the taxi man turned on the radio and Jeevan's son was on. Jeevan's son was on! Was Jeevan's song on? Was Jeevan's song on? With five small towns fishing trades for the week, you know it's gonna be okay. And I'm Friends, not gonna be my pants like, like yeah, 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 yeah. Like and I'm not gonna be like yeah, 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 yeah. Cause I've got you. Welcome to the Steady Trade Podcast, everybody. It's me, Jeevan, also known as Stephen, and I'm not leaving because we're back for another episode. And this one is dedicated to me, baby. It's dedicated to me. Isn't that right, Tim? Huh, you know, I guess I, I, it took a little bit of, 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 of coercing. It took about three or four days to, to get me to commit to, to actually giving the reins to you for an episode. I had to stew on it for a few days. I had to rework my contract. A lot of lawyers, you know, had to write in a bunch of li- – I had to take out a couple more liability policies, personal liability. But at that point, I was willing to hand the reins over to an episode of the Steady Trade Podcast to so basically- my friend. Just to fill you guys in, Steady Trade and sponsored by Stocks of Trade and all that, all that rubbish. Um, the guys didn't trust me uh, to put together an episode. They just thought I was drinking and being silly and stupid. And they didn't think that I could actually myself put together an episode. So I've got a surprise for you guys. This week's episode is going to discuss something that I've recently overcame. And it's the PDT, uh, which is the Patent Day Trader Rule. And it's implied, it's applied 
by uh, U.S. brokers with U.S. citizens and U.S. brokers with other citizens in different places in the world. Because, yeah, just, so, so real quick, just, just to kind of fill everybody in, I mean, a lot of people are getting started in trading. Some of, some of our listeners maybe haven't even opened a brokerage account. They're kind of interested in the stock market. They're interested in getting started. So a lot of people can quite frequently have a, what I would call a rude awakening where they have a small account, which, well, and actually let me rephrase, the PDT is based on $25,000 in your trading account. So if you've got $24,000, you're under the PDT, which I'm sure many people would not consider a small account. $24,000 is a lot of money in a trading account. But unfortunately, the U.S. regulations consider less than $25,000 a small account and hence the pattern day trader rule applies to you. So that rude awakening comes when, I, when, when someone is interested in trading. They got $5,000, $10,000. They open up a brokerage account, fill out all the paperwork, and all of a sudden they log in and they're like looking at something that says you have one day trade left. You have two day trades left. And they're like, wait a minute. I opened up a brokerage account. I thought I could freely trade. Well, the pattern day trader rule was created, and, and I think it's, 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 it's one of those classic government things where, you know, uh, the road to hell is paved with good intentions because the PDT came about after the dot-com boom when there was a lot of people aggressively day trading, making tons and tons of trades, and then the dot-com bubble burst. A lot of people lost a lot of money in their brokerage accounts whether it was profits or, or their, their seed capital. And for some reason, the governing bodies decided, okay, the way we're going to protect the small investor from this is we're going to limit them to three day trades in a rolling five-day period. So it's confusing, but the best way to put it is, is you can day trade. So in and out the same security in the same day, three times in a rolling five-day period. So, I think, again, it's almost, it's classic government where, where they, they had good intentions, but it makes it worse. I think it actually creates issues where traders make worse decisions versus what they would make if they weren't under the PDT. But what we're going to talk about and what Steven, Steven's going to talk about is the best way to manage and overcome this. But just know, if you're opening a brokerage account and you have less than $25,000, everything in this episode applies to you. No, and just on that, I mean, I've, I've first-hand gone through the PDT. I actually, actually wrote a lesson. I wrote a letter to the exchanges at one point, and I said, "Look, guys, oh, you did, really? <laughs> I was like, guys, I don't know if you're aware, but uh, I've, ha- I've had enough of this. I've had enough." It's like, guys, this this shit has gone too far. This has got to stop. Uh, but I didn't know who to send it to, so I didn't send it, and the letter's still in me drawer. But <laughs> at, at one point, I was going to be like, guys. I don't know if you know who I am, but I'm part of a pretty big podcast and this shit has got to stop. <laughs> this is it. The joke's gone too far. It's gone too far. <laughs> you guys, the joke's gone too far and the book stops here with me. Hey, every grassroots it's movement has to start somewhere. <laughs> you, you, know, you know, you need to get that letter That's in the mail. Sense. That may be the camel that, or, or the straw that breaks the camel's back. Camel. <laughs> Honestly, I was going to say, guys, you are taking the mick. And you know that you're taking the mic, and the joke stops with me right now. Uh, but I didn't send the letter. I got distracted. I went to work the next day. I didn't know the address. So I didn't send it. But <laughs> the intention was there to say, look, the joke's over. The joke is over. You took things too far. But anyway, let's not go into that. 
very exciting episode. And uh, the theme is, and Tim Bowen doesn't know this, because I made him not be, take any part of this, because I didn't want him to dampen the free-spirited cheating that lives in my brain every day. And uh, the producer's got it. He, I don't know if he's even watched it. Probably not, otherwise it wouldn't be Aaron right now. So everything the guys are saying is pretty spontaneous right now. And this episode is, I'm proud, 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 proud to say how to party your way over the more for PDT. <laughs> Bloody roll it, producer. Bloody roll it. All right, so welcome to Junk Does Getting Over the PDT, guys. If we'll just go on to stage one, that was some sort of brilliant intro. Sometimes I like to think of myself as not Bobby, but Ken. Maybe you're Bobby and I'm Ken. That would be weird because it would be in some sort of crazy relationship together that was... No, well, well the interesting, when, when I think about like the Ken doll, I kind of do think of you <laughs> barring two that. things, you know, you know, you, you resemble Ken in the fact that you lack any and all genitalia, but you know, where you differ from Ken is, yeah, <laughs> you, you knew where I was going. You knew where I was going. The body hair, the body hair is where you differ from Ken for sure. I think I'm about as attractive as Ken and you or not Barbie. And I don't know what else to say. But let's get on to stage one. Let's rock and roll it. Let's party the PDT party like Ken and Barbie uh, or Bonnie and Clyde or any of the other tragic couples. Uh, stage one, I think if we flip the screen, producer, this shows how, how badly organized this is. <laughs> okay, stage one. Are you ready to party? Stop it there. Stage one, not stage two, stage one <laughs> is you've got an account between note and $5,000. It's a bit like the wild, wild west. People are shooting guns everywhere. You're on a horse that you can't ride properly. How do you get started under the PDT and what do we need to know about it? So, so yeah, I would, you know, and I, I'm glad you, you, you may do nothing right in the rest of this episode, but I do like the fact that, you know, you started out with the zero to 5,000. That is kind of what I would, what I would typically refer to as a small account, you know, kind of going back to what I started with, you know, the SEC and FINRA consider a $24,000 account, a small account. I don't particularly think a $24,000 account is a small account, but yeah, you, you, whether you're 500 or a thousand or 3000 or 4,999, it's a small account. You are going to, um, you know, you're going to have to focus on, in my opinion, you know, you're going to be pretty much primarily long. It's going to be very, very difficult to short stocks because of, uh, you know, another little caveat that a lot of new day traders don't realize is typically uh, almost all brokers enforce what's called the 250 rule, the $2.50 rule. So it's, it's you know, whether or not 
even if you're shorting a 10 cent a share ticker, you have to have $2.50 worth of buying power in order to short that stock. So for less than $5,000, you're going to start with, you're looking for long trades. I say you don't even consider shorting if you're less than 5,000. Now, sometimes when, I, when we're on the podcast together and we're talking with each other and I've had a few drinks, sometimes I drift off. But what you actually said there, it had some resonance. That, that 250 rule, um, it's really important because a couple of times I've actually been caught in it and I've even been caught in it with a big account. Like interactive brokers who I'm now with now is like, like guys, they, they don't say guys. They're not like Jeevan guys. They're like, wait, they don't say that because they don't know who I am. But they're, gonna be, they're like, we're going to buy you in. We're going to buy you in because your balance times 250 that you're in the trade, it, it, it overpasses your credit that, that you have. The, the your margin. 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 Yeah. I'm, um, I'm, glad you're four, I'm glad you're 14 months into this day trading ver- journey. You're the host of a trading podcast and you can't f- remember margin. I, didn't, I, don't, I, I was really worried. Blame it on the booze. Blame it on the booze. I'm, I'm not even joking, Tim Bowen. When we, uh, when we first were going to start talking, when we first started talking about this podcast, I, I was worried that you were going to ask us what trades I was in. So I had them written down on a sheet of paper on my desk. <laughs> so I didn't panic and be like, shit, if you ask us what trades I'm in, I'm going to look stupid. But lesson to anyone who's got a new account. You don't have to have that good a memory. Like, I forget stuff all the time. Like, my memory is shocking. Yeah. But I still made 700 bucks on POT entity, which was but a huge but, but, Brilliant. Back back to the two fifty rule. So so finish. I, I did. I, I, like I'm so common commonly do. I cut you off. So explain that process because a lot of traders will be like, okay, I'm green on this trade. Why would I be getting bought in? I can hold this forever. That's a very common misconception. So so finish where you were going there. Yeah, I mean basically, if your investment, you, you get charged like two dollars. The I don't know how to explain it, but the rate is, say if you, if you short a stock with a dollar and you buy a thousand shares, you've got to have two type, $2.50 times a thousand dollars. So you've got to have $250,000 in your account. Uh, no, you've got to have $25,000 in your account if to short a thousand dollars of a stock with a dollar or two fifty. You will probably explain this better, but um, basically in layman's terms is you cannot really short low price stocks. You can't uh, short sub penny stocks because you will get bought in even if you're in the money due to this rule. Yeah, so what that's doing is you're exceeding your margin requirements there um, and, and, and exactly that. Now you can do it intraday, so during the day, but what, what Stephen would run into is, is, is he's, he's into his margin, possibly exceeding his margin, and as you come into the end of the day, the broker will, will close you out of that position if you're exceeding your margin even if it's profitable. That's a question I've gotten many times. They're like, well, because a lot of people, you know, you hear margin call and everybody, even if you're new to trading, everybody thinks of like the, the, the 1920s stock market crash and people are jumping out of buildings because they're getting margin calls. That's where the broker calls you up, says, I'm taking you out because you're down so much on this position. But contrary, yeah. when you're shorting something, and you're into your margin and it's getting in the end of the day, you could be profitable on that trade and they will still close you out of that position. And, and I just want to talk a little bit about uh, offshore brokers and the pros and cons, because when you first set up, uh, it's important to think, can you get around PDD? How do you get around PDD when you first start? 
the progress, you can get around PDT, you can get around it multiple ways. You can get around it by having uh, multiple brokers with small amounts. And then you can have six trades with across two brokers or nine trades across three brokers. Let me, let me touch on that. So that is, that's commonly, and, and uh, you know, someday, uh, hopefully soon, we will have a guest, uh, Tim Gratani, a, a friend of ours, a, a, an amazing trader, maybe, maybe the best penny stock trader over the last five years. But I often call that the Tim Gratani method where you can keep in mind, and this is a tip for new traders, the PDT is enforced per brokerage, not per individual. So if you've got an E-Trade account, you get three day trades. If you got an IB account, you get three more day trades. If you got a Thinkorswim account, you get three more day trades. But I would also say that is a very viable strategy. But remember, I know you organized this presentation. We are still in the zero to 5,000 yeah, chapter. So let's that's roll. That's just getting. We're in the zero to five thousand chapter of this story. So that when you've got less than five thousand, it's really difficult to break that up yeah. into two or three accounts because you're going to end up with thirteen hundred dollars in an account, which is which is difficult. So. so so what would you say just as a strategy for getting over from one to five? How would you get over the five thousand? What's your number one tip? The biggest thing I would look for is, and, and this is a this is a Roland Wolf thing. I did not innovate this. You know, there's a lot of traders that have this strategy. You know, I if if I was handcuffed handcuffed with a less than five thousand dollar account every day, I would be looking. You know, at standard stuff we talked about in season one. I'd be looking at the big gainers, but I'm looking for stocks that have spiked early. They have they have trended sideways through the day because what I don't want to do is I don't want to buy a stock that is up ridiculous because if they're up too much, they tend to gap down the next day because if you're under the PDT, you're, you want to focus on overnight plays to try and conserve your day trades. You should not be trading at the market open. If you're trading at the market open, you're going to be out of day trades by Tuesday of every week. And then you're watching the rest of the week. So I'm looking for big gainers that have consolidated at or around the highs and that are perking into the close and ideally have what I call clean breakouts. It's a stock that's at a 52 week high because then you minimize the overhead resistance. If you're buying a choppy chart just because it's up on the day, odds are it gaps down the next day. That's not what you want. You want to buy strong stocks, 52 week highs, high of the days, ideally with news, because those are the stocks that people see at night. They're the people that they're the stocks that people are researching the next day and they want to bid those up. So those are the stocks that tend to gap. If you're in my opinion, and Steven will go over his recommendation, but that's about the only setup you should be looking for. If you're less than 5,000 big gainers that are pushing into the close. Yeah, and I would just add to that. I would say uh, make sure that you go all in on every trade. Go big, fail big, fail fast, fail big, fail fast. And then just if you lose, you lose. It's over. The dream's over. It's, that's it. If you fail, it's over. No, no just kidding. Just kidding. Now, my, my number one uh, tip would be because you've only got three trades a week, I, I would argue that you can go short. I mean, I, I, I added to the account, but I also got over PDT uh, by being short. And for me, it's... But you were, but, but, but back up, you were, you were shorting with less than 5,000 in your account? 
No, 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 you're right. I wasn't showing up wrestling <laughs> five five. All right, but doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Uh, I'm okay, glad somebody's so here to fact check you. I still think you can go show up with less than five thousand in your account. But I would say, I would say you've only got three day trades. So focus on one pattern. My, yes. I've got one friend, and all me friend. I've got one friend called Touche. He'll be super grateful that we shouted him out. Um, and Touche only he's got ten gratonis DVD, and he only shorts uh, overextended cap downs. And that's all he does. And he's under PDT. And he's like, guys, I'm under PDT. I'm going to wait for this one setup that I know really well. And this is all I'm going to do. And too many other people just do random stuff. They lose money. Like, you're only going to have three trades. You're going to get three overextended gap downs. Wait for them. And, yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and even though I don't agree with the fact that you have a friend, I'm assuming this is your imaginary friend. <laughs> I, 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 do, I do agree with the fact that, yes, I mean, where I'm saying, you know, Steven and I are agreeing. I'm saying focus on this one setup and exactly like you said, your imaginary friend is doing focusing on one setup. If you've got a small account, less than five, you can't be trading 10 different ideas. You know, you got to pick one thing and wait and wait and wait for that thing. Yeah. What's your favorite cowboy course? Because we'll reference cowboys. Not at all. One quote, and then we're going on a stage. Oh, favorite cowboy quote. Jeez, I don't know. I don't know if I have a favorite cowboy quote. Um, I mean, I I actually did mention before the podcast, I watched Tombstone. My favorite, my favorite. Oh, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is my favorite one. And I'll, I hopefully I I will butcher it, but it is, it is from Tombstone. And it's from when, when Wyatt Earp gets, reaches his push breaking point. Because remember in the movie, Wyatt doesn't want to fight, doesn't want to fight, you know, classic, you know, the story where, you know, the retired gunfighter, he doesn't want to fight anymore, but the bad guys keep pushing him, pushing him, pushing him. And when he gets pissed off in that thunderstorm and he's like, he's like, you tell him I'm coming and hell's coming with me. So, you know, you know the funny thing is uh, for me, until I researched for this party over PDT episode, I thought Cowboys were completely fictional. I didn't even know they existed. I thought, I thought it was just some <laughs> Made up, it's made up American thing. I had no idea they even. <laughs> well, I did just like. Apparently, they really existed, like dinosaurs. Yeah, I had no it, idea. it did crack me up when you picked country music. You you picked like that <laughs> that that country that 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 old school like Clint Eastwood uh, East uh, Western movie or music versus like actual country music. So I was impressed. So, by that. so was it made up or was it actually real people? With, Huts and the road on horses with guns. Is that real? Or is and, that they, and they still exist today, actually. Now, really? Not just yeah. Yeah. Where do you think, okay, where, where do you think your, when you, when you get a steak, do you, where, where do you think that meat comes from, Stephen? A cow. Okay. <laughs> so where do cows live? Do cows live in like houses? Do they have right, like apartments? Right, you're, getting, you're getting somewhere. Cows and then, and on. then these cows need to like wander, right? So, so what happens if the cows wander off? Just let them be free animals. Stage two. <laughs> Stage two. <laughs> Stage two, let's find your grind. The cow bones going from 5 to 25k, How does one get out of the 5 to 25k zone? For this, we're going back to season one. We're going back to the jungle. I don't know if we can redo this analogy any more than we've already done it. But 
I can't even remember the last time we talked about the jungle. It was like, who would run away first, right? And the gorilla was going to eat you, and I was the smart one. And I can't even remember. Well, you know, that's what alcohol abuse will do to your memory. You know, it, do, it does tend I, to happen. So I was going to drink alcohol on this show, but I, I didn't have any. <laughs> I wait, this. wait. So, so you're not drunk today? No, no, I'm not. I had, I had one whiskey because I made some money on the trade earlier. And I was like, yes, I'm up. I'm up. I'm like, I'm up 650 bucks. I'm going to have a whiskey and celebrate. So I have had one. I'm not even going to lie. I literally really have. But, but the, uh, the, second, the second stage is, is probably where the majority of account holders fit into. It's between five and, and 25,000. And I've chosen the jungle because I feel like getting over this 25,000 level is kind of like a jungle with lions and tigers as prey to trap you and, and it's difficult to get out. Yeah, I think, you know, you know, so now you've transitioned to the next stage and, and, and ideally, you know, you, you've, you've got some profits, you, you've, you've been growing your account, you now start seeing the, the, the finish line, the, the, the light at the end of the tunnel, which is getting over PDT, which is a big milestone for everybody and really should yeah. be, should be a milestone because now – You've got a good enough account that maybe you can be more aggressive. You can make some different trades. You can trade more than one stock at a time. I mean, not that I necessarily recommend that, but with a small account, you're basically talking one position at a time. And now you, so you start seeing this freedom. You start seeing what, what you can do. What are the type of trades you should be making at this phase? Yeah, well, I mean, the, the biggest advantage that I had is as soon as like, it was such a milestone, because I was trading uh, 500, I started with a thousand bucks, and I was like, wow, oh my God, I've got a $3,000 account. And then I've got, I was like, wow, I've got a $6,000 account, because I was adding my salary in month after month and not going on nights out. And uh, once I got to 10,000 and I moved to Interactive Brokers, the biggest thing for me was um, the ability to scale in and scale out. And a lot of people don't realize, and you can do this with any broker, under PDT, you can. Um, scale in and out of trades still as long as it's one complete trade where say if you're going short you'll sell 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 and then you can cover and cover and then cover the full amount but you can't sell and sell and cover some and then sell again if that makes sense and equally buying you can't buy 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 and then sell half and then buy some more you can't do that it has to be all one way in and all one way out yeah and, and one of the just just to kind of clarify that in you know in english versus your your whatever <laughs> language you speak uh, I've explained this and no one gets it when I explain it. I'm like, well, the podcast is never going to explain it. No I, th- I think the best way to think about it is a day trade is a round trip. So a round trip is a buy with a sell or a sell with a buy. So like as Stephen saying, if you're buy, 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 that isn't a round trip. You, that's, that's just, that's one leg of the trip. So you're, you're flying one way. Once you fly back, once you sell, or if you're short, you sell, 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 and you buy, that's a round trip. That's what creates a day trip. But there's no round trips in the jungle, Tim. So what, uh, well, how will I change well, that analogy? Well, when you go into the jungle, back. you don't come back so, out. I can venture into uh, the wilderness and return unscathed. I, I'm out of the jungle. I'm, I'm in my own jungle. I conquer the jungle. I'm like Simba, but better. I'm like Simba, but better than... I'm like the strength of Mustafa with the cuteness of Simba and... Better than the whole Disney Studios. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you really sold that analogy very well. Crushed I'm it. I'm like Simba Crushed in the jungle. <laughs> I am Simba in the jungle, and I am the little handsome lion that he is. 
but so older. what were so now you've transitioned into into stage two yes, um yes. you know you know looking back before you got over pdt yeah yeah what 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 types of trades were you making in this phase yeah, the most important thing I can say to anyone in this goes in any, well, especially in this phase of PDT, like maybe you're only trading one setup and it's more of a swing setup. Uh, for me, I was just, I was trading gap and crap setups over and over and over and over. And and the most important thing for me is because you're still under PDT, but you've got a higher balance to short. I was thinking just pick one time during the day, get very, very familiar with, like say even pick one industry, like pick biotechs, then pick a certain time in the morning, like between 9.30 and 10 when the most volume is. And then think, well, how do biotechs that are up 40, 50% trade between 9.30 and 10? And how do the majority of them trade? And then once you get a feel for the price action on that time in that industry on stocks that are up that much on floats, say between 10 and 30, 40 million, then you start really getting an edge of how to trade something. But you have to be that specific. You can't just trade random stuff. You'll get random results. Yeah, and that's uh, actually last week's episode uh, I think it was last week, but one of the recent episodes we we interviewed, well, or I, I interviewed uh, Huddy um, Michael, and you know, and he talked about that again when he was in that phase. It was just one thing, and 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 that's yeah. it. And if you don't see that thing, that's that's okay because you're still under the PDT and, and, and you still need to be very selective. And if you're, if you're trying to trade six different, you're trying to short, you're trying to long, you're trying to swing trade, you're trying to buy breakouts, you're trying to short down gap downs, you know, all you're going to do is take two steps forward, one step back at best. Most likely you're going to take one step forward, two steps back. And you're going to be confused because you're going to be like, I know how to trade. I know how to make money, but why is my account not growing? And typically it's because you're trying to now do too much. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened to me. I mean, I actually got above PDT above 25,000 and I was like, well, I'm flying, I'm flying now. I've got all this stuff. Uh, but then I went from shorting biotechs to try to short Bitcoin. I tried to short weed and weed and Bitcoin don't trade the same way as biotechs do. And I lost a, uh, couple of grand straight away well what i like is you know your your strategy is is especially you're looking what what you have found that has worked well for you you're shorting huge gap ups on crappy biotechs that have terrible long-term charts and and i think by doing all of those you know by combining all of those things you know you're not shorting biotechs with clean charts you know you know when i talk about a clean chart this is a stock with no overhead resistance, all blue sky. Those are scary. You're looking at, and if it's a long, I mean, if this stock has been downtrending for a year, gaps up on sketchy news or no news, those are, that. and that's a, that's a very specific setup. And as much as it pains me, it hurts my soul to give you a compliment. I appreciate the fact that that is a setup that you have been very specific yeah, and that's the only way to, to do it well. And, and I almost miss those days because when you are under PDT and you're trading a couple of setups, you're like, it, there's no hard work as much because it's like, is me set up there? Yes, trade it, take the profits, walk away, come back the next day. You can watch the market if you want. You probably should watch the market, but if your setup's not there, that's a quiet day. I'm going out. It's, mm-hmm. it's kind of nice. I, I don't miss those days. I'm glad I'm over, but it's, it's, a, it's a straightforward, logical mindset that you can take. You're not like hunting for stuff all the time. Right, right. Yeah, because now 
you know pretty quickly if again you're you you have a unique situation but what i like about your situation is it could be applicable to people that are even in more fr- quote unquote friendly time zones i mean obviously you're really yeah. focusing on the open because yeah. you're you know you're in dubai you're you're getting out of work you 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 don't want to be trading at midnight so you're no. really focusing on the open which could be very similar to a lot of people getting started in trading. You know, maybe you work an afternoon shift, maybe you have class in the afternoon or, or whatever. So you can only focus on the open. And and what you did is you said, listen, I'm going to come in in pre-market. I'm going to look for some sketchy biotechs with bad charts that are up a lot. And if there aren't any of them, I'll move on. I'll go do whatever. So, and when I, and and when I say, and when I say go do whatever, just assume I'm implying going drinking. Drinking, so. <laughs> but uh, no, and, and the other thing is, a lot of people are like, a lot of people are like, oh, I'm under PDT and um, I work nine or five, I work the market hours, so how am I ever going to trade? And a lot of people on the East Coast say this. And I would say, well, what I did is I just said, I said to me, boss, like, look, I'm taking leave. And someone, some employers will be more understanding than others. But I said to me, boss, look, I want to take two hours off on Wednesdays and Thursdays or Thursdays and Fridays, I want to finish two hours early every day. So that's a half day a week. And I'll just burn, I'll burn me leave. I'll use me leave to make sure that I can get the afternoon or the morning to trade on these two days. And then at least that's a start. Do you know what I mean? You're using some leave, fair enough. But at least that's a start and that's a way to get some experience. And that's what I did when I first started. Yeah, and, and also you can do this, you know, what, what I did um, no, I, I had the luxury of having my own business, but back when I was a part-time trader, I would just, you know, and no, uh, maybe you don't want to hear this. Maybe, maybe the listener is like, oh, that sucks. But I would, you know, I got up early then. I, I would get up at 5 a.m., grind, 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 get through all my emails, get as much work, as much of my day job. Now, again, I, I had the luxury of owning the business, so it's not like I had to punch the time clock at 9 a.m., but I would get as much done out of the way so that I could sit there from 8.30 to 10 and either trade the market open or get ready for the market open. And then after that, no bullshit. You, you, you bust ass. And if you've got an hourly job or you got a salary job, you get everything done, being model employee, work your ass off. And then you take that two to four period mm-hmm. trade and then, 4 p.m. You're back at it. Doesn't sound fun, but that's what it takes to be successful. So, but what would what would be the final tips you'd say for someone between five and twenty five thousand? I would say for me, if I give two, I'd say learn how to scale in and out, mm-hmm. uh, focus on one to two patterns, and yeah, and just be, be willing to accept that you're wrong sometimes, and you have to be wrong in a day trade. Yeah, and that's that's uh, that's the biggest thing. What I what I say is, you know, and, and we differ a little bit on this. And and I say, when you're in that position, you're still focusing on late day trades. I I just it can be done, and many traders do it. But but at the open, it's difficult because you're you've got to, you know, yeah. if you're using one day trade. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you're, you're, you're now done. So I say still focus on that late day setup. Now, then you're looking at it, whether it be gappers or gap downs, because you can short overnight. There's no reason yeah. if it's a big runner and it's fading in the close, especially if it's got a bad long-term chart, those stocks, they gap down a yeah. lot. So 
look for the late day setup. And then the tip is only use your day trades for, to, for stop losses because you got to follow. Everything is all about rule number one. Keep your losses small. So if you, if you short something that's ugly into the close and it hits your stop, you take that day trade and you don't look back. Or you use your day trade for some ridiculous winner. If you, same scenario, you, yeah, you short a stock at $2 at 2 p.m. and it just collapses into the close, you use your day trade. Other than that, you let stuff work overnight because you, that way, you, you conserve those day trades. So Monday night, you play a gapper. Tuesday night, you play a gapper. Wednesday night, you play a gapper. Now you're getting in the end of the week and you haven't used any day trades. So now Thursday comes, you get stopped out, you use a day trade. You're still going into Friday with those two day trades in the bank. So only use them for stop losses. Never let your losses grow. Or if you just, I mean, hey, sometimes in trading you get lucky and, and the trade just explodes and, and works perfectly, you take those gains. Yeah, and the other thing I'd probably say is, is the, the setups that you feel most comfortable with, just, just track them over two days and three days and trade them a little bit smaller size so you're not panicking as much with, mm-hmm. with the moves because what you might find is the stuff that, for me, when I was looking at uh, the gap and stuff that gap up and fail, they actually, on average, failed another 20% over two days and another 30% over three days. So sometimes patience will be your best friend. Sometimes patience will be your worst enemy. But ultimately, you don't need to use the day trades and you'll actually make more by not using them. It'll be a bit more frustrating when some come back on you, but ultimately it's, it's a more, um, more profitable and more efficient way of, of trading. Yeah, so what you're referring to is what, what I call, and well, it's not my term, but most day traders call like a swing trade. And I mean, yeah. the great thing about these low price stocks, these volatile stocks, you keep in mind, you can make day trade like gains over a couple days. I mean, if you've got, instead of a thousand shares, you've got 200. And if you got a small account that, and that stock moves a dollar or two in your favor over a couple days, Hey, you got a small account. That's 400 bucks. That's, that's a, that's a big addition to your, to your, your account at that point. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Totally agree. And once you've put these tips into practice and I mean, I've never had patience to do it. Uh, I, I did get myself over, but it was just by adding, adding, adding to my account. Uh, look, I've, I've got a good job um, selling camels out here. I ride a lot of camels. Uh, I sold one camel for like $13,000 and then I was over PDT. So lucky for me, I, I was a good camel merchant and a good camel salesman. But for other people, it, yeah, I never had the patience to do it. But So the big, last thing before we move on to, over, to, to, to Act 3 of the Stephen Johnson uh, debacle, or people I mean, not, not debacle, the Stephen Johnson freak party. Freak party yes. the freak. <laughs> people should be drinking, by the way. I hope, I forgot to say at the start of the episode, you should be drinking through each stage, but it's, it's too late now. <laughs> the, the, best way I can, the best way I can summarize it, if you're under the PDT, you need to be a professional profit taker. Your goal is to take profits, take profits, take profits. You're not looking for home runs. You're not looking for doubles. You're not looking for triples. If you have a small account, the trade works, and you're up 100 bucks. you take that trade. Take you, you take it, take it, take it. Because if you start, if, if you've got a 
$2,000 account and you start expecting to make five or 600 bucks a trade, you're going to have a rude awakening and you're going to be stuck at that small account. So think of yourself as, you know, put this on your wall. I take profits for a living and I don't care if it's 50 bucks, 20 bucks, 100 bucks or 200 bucks, which, you know, big account day traders will laugh at those numbers. But if you're under the PDT, your goal is to take profits every time you see them. Yeah. And, and one of the best pieces of advice I probably heard is uh, take a trade because it's a good trade. Don't take a trade because you want to make money to get over PDT. <laughs> take the trade only because it's a good trade. And, and that's some good advice. And sometimes in, on the flip side, when you lose, take a losing trade or you're right on the day, sometimes people are like, I'll just take this, this trade to get green. And it's, it's the worst attitude and it's the quickest way to lose money. But uh, without further ado, hopefully you've got through 1 to 5,000, 5 to 25,000. Now we're about to get over 25,000. What happens when you get over 25,000? We throw a bloody great party. Stage three, party with junk. No, of course you don't just party with junk. So was that was that is... actually you jumping off the bridge with a case of beer on your head, <laughs> or was that was that just a Google image? No, it was me. Was it? All right. Okay. This is the person that you're working with. This, this is this is the level of the people that you're working with. You've had I'm, I'm going to talk to the human resource department about possibly doing some background checks. You've had a successful business in your career. You, you've been, you've made some money through different avenues. You've been a successful trader. And this is the level that you've managed to get to. <laughs> Don't work with me in the final stages of your career. Yes, yes. A person who puts a strongbow, an empty case of strongbow over his head and jumps off a high bridge. <laughs> but yes, bit crazy. Shouldn't have put the picture in. The Hootas picture was better. But, 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 but. Uh, what I want to say is, it's not all about partying with junk. It's not all about partying with Jeevan. It's not all about partying with Tim. If you're, you're going to have a freak party, whatever that crazy party is. I don't know what you get up to, Tim, in your freak parties. But I, I, And I don't condone it. And I don't want to know. I don't want to know what you get up to in your freak parties. I don't want to know what you get up to in those freak parties when that freak party t-shirt. But what I do want to say is the party doesn't stop at 25K, does it? It doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. Well, well what's whole- interesting is... And, and I think that, and, and, and I want you to really kind of go into this because you found what many traders find, you know, people, people consider the PDT jail or, or purgatory or whatever. Like it's like, it's this, this, you know, you're locked up. You can't freely do what you want to do. So many traders, once they get over that PDT, I like your party analogy because it's just like, here we go. I'm going to, I'm going to trade everything from 10 cent stocks to hundred dollar stocks. I'm going to short, I'm going to long, I'm going to trade the morning, the afternoon, the late day. I'm going to trade after hours. I'm going to just do everything. And quite frequently I see similar results to what you had after you got over. Yeah, I know it sucks. I mean, you, you get above it and you're like, right, I can trade, I can do whatever. And then you really face a discipline problem. I remember speaking to Roland saying he was up and down struggling over PDT. 
And then uh, I was the same. I went from 25 to 29,000. And then I just flew right back on that 24 and a half. And I was just like, oh, so, so back up a little bit. I can't remember. So you were, so you were, so like, I got from 25,000. So you were at about 25,000 and then you, you had 4,000 in profits. Yeah. And and then you gave it all back. Okay. All right. Okay. I ran ran from about 25 to about 28. So I made about three and a half thousand. Like in December, I made, uh, I was making like a thousand in October. I made a thousand in November. Then I was like up four grand in December. Uh, And then I threw it all back. I threw three grand back in January in one week, in two days, in two days. Well, yeah, it was just like two trades, wasn't it? (laughs) I can laugh about it now because I've made the money back, but I felt sick at the time. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's when you lose discipline, it's very difficult to to find the rhythm and get back on the. Now, do again. you think the do you think back to kind of like, and I'm not looking for confirmation, but do you think was it basically kind of like what I said, where you were just like, hey, here we go, I can do whatever I want now. Um, it was like how do I explain it? Basically, when you're making a lot of trades and the market's going your way, uh, you start thinking that you can do whatever you want. And instead of shorting biotechs, you think, well, I'll just short this and I'll just short that. Right. And before okay. you're not A-grade setups, you're shorting D-grade setups. And you think you can get away with it, so you average up, average up, average up, and then all of a sudden you're like, right, and the account's just lost loads of money. So, they, yeah, and that's right, too. And again, I'm kind of going back to, you know, we've, we've talked about this, but it's been a few weeks. You know, you were also... You were, you were starting to like add to losers and stuff like that too, right? Yeah. Oh, the, the thing is though, and the good news for other people is uh, like, for example, today I was in, I can't remember. It was the stuff that was running yesterday. I can't remember what it was. POTN. Anyway, not POTN. That was a good trade. The, it was in the, the running yesterday. Oh, Tim, you're so good at this. How are you so honest? Well, How are you, you so know, honest? again, let's go back to the alcohol so abuse. It might be <laughs> I, I shorted IMMR at 9.95, and, yep. um, and so this was a stock so- that was up on sketchy Apple-related news. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Yep. So, and uh, it it was pretty bullish, and so I averaged up in the 10.20s, and I averaged up in the 10.50s, and then it was basing at the 10.50s. That's 300 dollars down, and I, and I thought, you know what it is? This has happened to me before, and I'm not taking a 600 dollars loss. So I just cut it, and then it went up to the 10.80s, and it's in around the 10.70s now. So Right, I still made a mistake. I shouldn't have averaged up, but at least I took a three hundred dollar loss instead of a thousand dollar loss. Like, and I'm kind of proud of that. Like, I'm proud that uh, it's something hitting me head. This is very bullish, Stephen. Don't do it again. Yeah, I, you know, something I I often have these conversations like with you know with with, with members of Stocks to Trade Pro. They'll they'll like send me a trade to kind of go over, and it's a losing trade. And all their comments are, I'm an idiot, I'm an idiot, blah, blah, blah. And, and it's like, I look at it and I'm like, listen, just because you lost money doesn't make it a bad trade. A lot of these, you know, they went through the process, they did the due diligence, they traded a good chart, and it just didn't work. And that's something you need to get in your mind. And that's why you need experience, you need the time like you've been putting in. A losing trade is not a bad trade. A losing yeah. trade is only a bad trade if you keep adding to a loser. Now, then that's a different situation. But if you try an idea, a well-thought-out idea, you're not just looking at some guy on Twitter and following what he did. But if you do your due diligence, you think it through, you you enter the trade, and you stop out where you say you would, it's not a bad trade just because it's a loser. 
the gray area for me is like, for, like a lot of stops can depend on price action. You say, well, if it gets above this level and it holds above this level, or if it still looks bullish here when it's, when it's ripped, like sometimes it's like you can have a mental get out plan. Or do you think that's just the wrong idea? Mm-hmm. But sometimes for me, I'm like, it's still bullish after it's past this level, then I'm out. Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of these stocks, um, and again, I, I like the patterns you trade. A lot of these stocks are, are, are the previous day's big runner. They're fading into the market open. You Well, you trade a little more in pre-market than I would like, but, but you know, these are fading in pre-market. And these stocks, if they, you short them, if they reclaim, if they start grinding back, you better get out or you're going to have a really bad day. And I think that's what you've done is you've gotten better at recognizing that, okay, this stock was weak at 9 a.m., but it's now 9.40 a.m. and this stock ain't weak anymore. And a lot of them run. A lot of them retrace all of their gains and more. And more, you've got to be in for the specific part of the move. But but just to to close, so what advice would you give to someone – uh, they don't need to be an alcoholic. What advice would you give to someone over PDT uh, to help them stay over? What would be your two pieces of advice? Number one is really just focus on being okay with taking losses. And, and you know, you need to be, if you're going to be successful in this game long-term, losing trades are not a bad thing. Losing, lose, you're going to lose forever. And if you can't be okay with losing then your your odds of long term success are basically zero. You have to be yeah. a, you have to be okay with saying this is my idea. It didn't work. I'm moving on because if you start getting bullheaded and you start adding to losers, it will always get worse. I think I've used this quote many many times on the podcast. But the worst thing you can do is start adding to losers because it will always always get worse. And then the, the, the wild thing is, once you get to your max pain point, whether long or short, you'll add, 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 you'll get stopped out because you just, you, you throw up on the floor and you move on, then the trade will work. It's like, you can have the right idea, but if your timeline is right and you can't stick to your losses, you will struggle for sure. Yeah, and, and I mean, for me, and I know you, you, I'm not saying this for laughs, I'm not saying this for jokes, I'm, I'm literally being serious. Um, and it's cool because, you know, I've been on this journey with, with YouTube and trading, and I hope one day I'll become very much more successful, and I hope I'll one day write a book like you want to write a book. And if I do write a book, this will stand in credibility for me, and it sounds mental, but, and you shouldn't drink alcohol at nine o'clock in the morning. Like, I'm against that, but, but for me, and I'm not even joking, I'm not even joking. Um, drinking alcohol when trading and using Tinder. And I know it sounds mental. I know it sounds mental, but these for me are distractions. Like I get a little, not, I'm not saying get really drunk. I'm saying have a couple of drinks, swipe on Tinder, match some girls, and it distracts you enough to not get too into the intricacies of the trade. So I'm thinking if this gets to this level, I'll short. If it goes above this level, I'm out. But if you start thinking, oh, it's doing this, it's doing that, it's doing this, and if you're guessing and you're not sticking to your plan and you're overanalyzing it, you start making mistakes. But if you're just thinking, oh, I'll just have this drink, and if this goes like, I think it's going to go, I'm out. The alcohol and Tinder actually make, alcohol and Tinder makes me a better trader. Well, a lot of it is finding what works for you. Now, I would counter with that. Like what I will do, you know, I will quite frequently, I'll enter a trade and then I will just set a, a stop limit order where where if they, where if the, where if it doesn't work, 
It stops me out and I move on. I think that is very good for managing a trade because now you've made it almost mechanical. Now, what I would say is what I typically do is maybe read a book. I might go have a home gym. I might work out. So, but, but, but the moral of the story is find what works for you. If, if drinking it's in true, Tinder distracts you from the minutia of a trade, go with that. I would also though, you know, consider working out, consider reading a book, consider walking the dog, maybe watching a movie, but do what works for you. Because, but because the way it works out is you like swipe, 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 just had a brilliant match. Wait a second. Just made 300 bucks. Everybody wins. Do you know what I mean? But you understand what I mean, though? You understand what I mean? Like, no, no. And actually, as much as I'm picking on you, I agree. Because once, you, you once you've executed that trade, once, once, you've, once you've done your due diligence, you've got your plan, and you're in that trade, the, 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 it should just be mechanical at that point. Because if you bought at 10 and you're stopping out at 975, if that touch, stock That's touches 975, you stop out. Otherwise, if your goal is to sell it, say, say this is a, an earnings winner and you, and you buy it 10 and your plan is, I want to hold this all day. I, I want to I let this thing grind up into the close. Then everything's determined. And, and you should, instead of watching every tick, you put in your stop, your stop limit order. And then you come back at the end of the day, and if it's at 11 or 11.50, you take your profits and you move on. It's mechanical at that point. And you're not hunting for more trades. You're not thinking, oh, I'm bored. Shall I just jump in here? I'm bored. Yeah. I'll just jump in there. You think, no, I've just matched a nice girl. Like, so it, it can really work. And, uh, and that's it, I guess. How was the party for you? Was it a it was party? Good. Uh, it, it, it was great. It was, I don't know if it was full-fledged <laughs> freak party levels. But I do enjoy hanging out with you. You know, I, 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 I like to think that maybe contrary to Touche, which is very interesting nickname for your imaginary friend, I like to think that I'm actually a real friend of yours, a, a commandant, a team member. So we've met each other on everything. We've actually exactly. Met yeah. We've Unlike you and Touche. Like- yeah. <laughs> it's not just an internet friendship, it's real. Or a Tinder friendship. We are never going to match on Tinder because we're in different locations. Guys, to Al, me, YouTube, massive, the fans, and all the haters can LAX, I had a dream and a beer. Welcome to the land of fame and excess. Am I gonna fit in? Who gives a shit? I jumped in the cab, I'm here for the first time. I look at me right, I see the Hollywood sign. This is all so crazy. Everybody's kind of famous. And me tummy's kind of turning, I'm feeling kind of hungover. There's too much pressure and I'm already drunk. That's when the taxi man turned on the radio and Jeevan's song was on. Jeevan's song was on! Was Jeevan's song on? Was Jeevan's song on? The five small towns fishing trains for the week. You know it's gonna be okay. Next verse. 
rugged. So I get to the club in me taxi cab. Everybody's looking at us now like, how's that rock star? He's so cool to be around this town. And I'm feeling kind of hard without me pals around. It's not a jody party, but I've always won in fights. And these Americans, well, they look, well, kind of gay. But me tummy's kind of turning, I'm feeling hungover. Too much pressure and I'm nervous. But that's when the DJ dropped me favorite tune. And GMM's song was on! With five small towns, fishing trays for the week, you know it's gonna be okay. Planning my plans like, yeah. Shorty weed stuff like, yeah. Cause I make it be with all the 25 grand DVDs just called away. Yeah! And party in the TV. We will not fail. Success is an effort of hard work and dedication. Sorry, but live the dream. Live the dream. Live the 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 dream dream dream. Live 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 the 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 dream, baby. Hey, uh, Stephen, man, that was great work today. But um, you know, I'm kind of interested. What 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 prompted this touche thing? I, I mean, I mean, I get, I mean, I know we we riff, we make up a lot of stories and stuff. But but I mean. For real, Touche doesn't actually exist, right? You just made him up. No, 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 no. Yeah, he does. He does. I, uh, yeah, I know it sounds mental, but uh, Touche is real. Touche, yeah, I <laughs> oh, hang out with him. No, no, he is. I, I, I have um, conversations with him. He doesn't make many trades. He's actually a real person. Uh, he's French, so he's a bit of a divvy, but he's, he's real. He's real. I, I can. <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll get him on. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll get him on right now. You can, I, you can get him on the phone, so so you can call this guy. Okay, okay. I'll put it. I'll, I'm gonna call him, and if he picks up, he picks up, and we're gonna have this real conversation. Hey, it's Touche. Ah, hey. Touche. Gone. Uh, Touche. I'm I'm literally. I'm not even joking with you. I'm recording the Steady Trade podcast now. Tim Bourne thinks that you're not real. So, so I've, I've put you on loudspeaker and I'll put you on and he wants to ask you some questions. Nice to meet yeah. you. Just kind, of, just kind of wanted to get to know you. Yeah. Uh, hi, Tim Bourne. Um, it's great to meet you. And uh, um, I love socks to try. Well, well, good to hear, man. That's awesome. So what uh, kind of what got you started in trading? Uh, I watched, I'm a big fan of Steven's videos. I saw them on YouTube and... Um, He's a very inspirational guy, and uh, we got friends, and now we chat regularly. I think he's going to make it. He's really going to make it. <laughs> so, so Touche, um, you kind of sound like a young guy. Uh, you know, uh, how, how old are you? Uh, I'm uh, 19, and you can hear that by the sound of my voice. And uh, uh, my, my parents, they're... Uh, they left me in a car when I was young, and Stephen, Stephen really saved my life. He really, he really made a difference with his YouTube videos. Yeah, thank you, Touche, for the kind words. I, I really appreciate them. And yeah, Stephen, I, I appreciate all of your help, and you're such a great guy, and you don't drink too much. And I would like to drink with you. And we drink together, Stephen. Touche, of course we're going to drink together. Me, you, and Tim Bourne will all meet together, and not in the same room, uh, but at some time. Hi, this is Aaron, a.k.a. Double A-Ron, from New York City, and I like to go outside and find a stray dog, preferably an aggressive breed like a pit bull 
or a Rottweiler. Then I get real close, stare it down eye to eye until it starts to chase me. Then I run. That's right, I run while listening to Stephen and Tim on the Steady Trade podcast. You can register to win real actual prizes at their website, steadytrade.com. And if you really like what you hear, give the podcast a five-star rating and write a glowing review on iTunes. I did, and this is how we say goodbye in New York City. (laughs) 